Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. In this episode, I talk with Alex Weaver from Project Barbecue in Johnson City, Tennessee. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing good, brother. A little, I've been a little under the weather the past couple of days. I guess they okay. sent the corona back around, and I'm like on the verge. I'm like, do I, do I have it? My head's all congested, my throat. <laughs> so I'm kind of, uh, kind of just chilling out today. I was supposed to be at the beach, actually. I was supposed to be doing uh, my little vacation this year. My birthday's tomorrow, so I always do like a little... Folly oh. Beach, Charleston, kind of little birthday excursion, but yeah, I was feeling a little under this week. So, uh, well, happy birthday, and I'm sorry Thank you're not feeling well. Uh, but you, you, like, you don't look sick, but uh, yeah, there is something. <laughs> there's also something going around too. I think there's like some kind of head coldy. Uh, there always is, right? There's yeah, yeah. I think for the rest of our lives there'll be something going around. Yeah, <laughs> but I, and I also see that you're wearing an Eminem uh, shirt, which is like I was telling you off air. That's the one. <laughs> the shirt that oh, I want. Yeah. It's such a cool shirt. I think that because I think Matt was wearing it when I interviewed them, but uh they might have been both. But uh that was from some pit. So we'll talk we got we have a lot to talk about and a lot to unpack. And we've been trying to do this for how long? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like half a year, maybe half a year. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So so did to, so we were talking about Texas. Where did you grow up in Texas? No, so I actually grew up, uh, was born upstate New York, but moved to Johnson City, East Tennessee, and went to all, high school here. Oh. Uh, graduated when I was 18. I played soccer my whole life and got a scholarship actually uh, to St. Edwards University in Austin. Okay. Just a few miles up South Congress from University of Texas. Got out there by way of, you know, just playing soccer. Um, never even, I've honestly never even heard of Austin, you know, prior to going out for like my high school. I did like an official visit out there my senior year and absolutely fell in love with it. I, you know, this is a small town, probably 60, 70,000 people here in Johnson City. And uh, then just going out, out there was just like, wow, like there's so much. <laughs> and so it's soccer wise, what I'm curious about, because I know like not that soccer soccer's been big globally forever and it's been yeah. kind of niche but it seems like soccer's all over the place and oh. maybe it's just because i'm paying more yeah. attention to it but oh yeah now it is like growing up i've always loved soccer but it was never like oh i gotta go play pro because even the pro players in like the mls back you know 2000s they yeah. weren't they didn't have like a second job like yeah. so it wasn't paying the bills unless you're like Landon Donovan, you know, like top notch, one of the best, you know, handful of players in, in the U.S. Yeah. So I've always kind of never was like, oh, I want to go play professional or anything like that. Now the opportunities are huge, probably for oh my a gosh, good soccer yeah. player. It is. It's growing. So, I mean, just this past year with Messi coming to the U.S., it's just I mean, I'm sure you've seen even if you don't. Yeah, you know, even if you weren't paying anything attention about to soccer, you're gonna know. <laughs> so yeah, it's been blowing up, which is good. It's it's real good. I'm 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 glad it's finally catching on here in the U.S. How long did you live there? Did you stay? Because you I just moved in 2021. So right before, I don't know if you remember um, when the big freeze happened in Austin, yeah, in yeah. Texas. I, I left. I had all my stuff packed up. I left. I think that freeze hit on Friday. I had all my stuff out, and I was on my way home on Tuesday. So three days before that big freeze. I, I dipped out and was headed back here barbecue. for 11 years. And what were you doing there? Were you, other than soccer, so were you school, eating barbecue and? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, school 2010 to 2014. And then I played like a little, uh, like a semi-pro uh, indoor, little indoor. So traveled around doing some of that. And then I was working um, on the lake with one of my buddies who started float on boat rentals in Austin. Oh. And so uh, I was just renting out boats and stuff and driving boats for, you know, bachelor, bachelorette parties. Cause it was all, that's all it was. It was just tons. We had like 15 boats 
And so I was just driving two four-hour boat rentals every single day. It was just all bachelor, bachelorette, bachelorette. Was people. it fun or was it party. annoying? Or oh what? my gosh. It was, it's hands down, like, the it's the best job. Like, I can't even lie. Like, I love barbecue, but it's just like looking back and like all my friends and stuff on like Snapchat or whatever, and I'm out there like sweating at like 4 a.m. in the morning. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, this, what am I doing? <laughs> okay, because they're still doing it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're still doing it. And it's just every day is just like, a party but i mean i knew that wasn't gonna last i'll put a link to their their stuff below because yeah. you know that's if someone has a bachelorette party or a bachelor party or other party sure. they can you know and the, but you said like the water is definitely receded a bit but it's oh my gosh yeah yeah so we used to be just on lake austin which is the colorado river mm -hmm. and so um we used to just be there and then we moved to lake travis once we started kind of we got a lot of boats and a lot of people were like hey can we go to lake travis so we put some boats out there and that's what's really because the colorado river it's like dammed off they can kind of control that a lot more than the big like travis gotcha. so you don't notice it on lake austin or the colorado river but when you get out to to lake travis that's where you really start to see the gotcha so while you were there you must have been sampling barbecue right oh my gosh yeah so my barbecue journey actually yeah, how does that start yeah. yeah so that started um i was actually working on my pilot's license 2015 Wow. <laughs> yeah yeah so now i was flying out of lockhart texas so i drive from austin south to lockhart basically every day to do like flight instruction and i would pass by black's barbecue and so that was my first taste okay. of you know barbecue and i never heard of brisket either like coming from tennessee like now it's like people aren't doing it necessarily like right here people there's nobody that has like offset smokers it's still like uh, maybe like Southern Pride. I think some place maybe have like a Southern Pride. It's like half propane, maybe half. Yeah, yeah. But prior to like, before we started up in 2021, I think maybe like one place did actually tried brisket around wow. here. But yeah, so I got my taste of, of brisket. I'd always go, it's literally right next to the airport, the lock, the Black's Barbecue. So I would cruise in, stop and get like a half pound of brisket and some white bread and their spicy barbecue sauce. And I would just like eat that on the way to the plane. Basically. That's so okay. cool. Yeah. So every day, literally like they knew me there. I just walk in and they would be like half pound and some white bread. I'm like, yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and that's so, a perfect little meal. Really? If you it really it. is. It's part, <laughs> I made like two sandwiches out of it. It was uh -huh. So what was that first? I was, I'm curious because like, I know when I went to Texas, I was so green and I didn't know because, because, you know, California, we didn't have a tradition of barbecue back then. And to like I didn't know how to slice it I didn't know how people I didn't know people how people ordered it what was it like that very first time do you remember it all like what it was, was it weird or intimidating or or do you remember um I was definitely like holding up the line you know I was definitely like in there and it's you know long line out the door and uh, I'm like dang like I didn't know anything about it I was like yeah. it's just to like sit down I didn't know it was like a walkthrough I literally course, knew yeah. nothing prior to like 2015 yeah. so yeah I get up there and I see all the sides and I see the guy slicing the meat right there on the board and I'm just like wow like i've never seen anything <laughs> like this but yeah i mean I've, i was always familiar you know with like steaks and everything like that so i knew kind of like what like oh okay half pound is probably like good or maybe i ordered a pound or something or a burger you know like a quarter yeah. pound or half a, yeah like a, yeah might have went with one of like my flight instructor actually possibly but yeah i mean i don't i don't really remember yeah, I, was exactly, just curious but yeah. I just remember that i definitely remember my first bite of brisket and i've always like i cook growing up cooking and stuff and when i moved out to austin especially living by myself i started cooking and so i just had never tasted anything like that like yeah. at all so it was just like wow so as your journey went on did you go to other places did you buy yourself Everywhere. a small offset or okay so i think i can't remember when exactly that um yeti 
barbecue where you get all the stamps, yeah, the yeah. passport, barbecue passport. So I can't remember when 2017, exactly. Was maybe was that 2017? Okay. So. so I think probably 2015, 2016, when I was like working on my license, I probably just hit blacks like legit i was like i'm addicted like i'm and i go past it every day so i probably just hit blacks and then once i started i got my license and started flying then i i remember like started flying out to another spot and started eating taking the barbecue car there and taking out to the get barbecue at this other spot so i'd fly into coopers all the time and i know now they have one in austin too but it's just not the same um so i fly into coopers all the time in delano and yeah so that was probably like my second spot and then after that, I think my brother, probably like 2017, whenever that Yeti thing came out, I had my license. And so me and some buddies would literally just fly around. Like we didn't complete it all. But yeah, we went to probably 20, 25 oh, cool. different barbecue places. It helps when you have a pilot's license. It does. Yeah. yeah. And so I would just call. Uh, I'd find out where all the barbecue places were. And I'd call, sh- check and see if there was like an airport near there. And I would just call them like, hey, do you guys have a courtesy car? I want to go check out this barbecue spot for like an hour. And if they did, then I, I was I was there. I was well, like, okay, I'm coming in. Genius. It was amazing. It was awesome for sure. So that was a, that was definitely a, a highlight in my barbecue. Well, career. how did you start cooking barbecue? So I started cooking probably right around 2017, 2018. My brother moved to Austin as well, got bought a house. I moved in with him and he bought a Traeger. So after that, I was like, okay, well, I still at that point, I don't think I even knew really like how they made it taste so good i ha- I didn't start like youtubing or anything yet yeah. and so we got a trigger i was like okay this thing smokes like i guess i could probably smoke a brisket on that and i still i have pictures that pop up randomly on my first brisket i cooked uh, scary. Like, oh my gosh <laughs> yeah but yeah so i started doing that and then i just got the bug i was like dude i like why can i and i was always pretty good at cooking and so i was like why can i not do this like what what is it like well how come they can make it taste so good and so it so became a challenge after the very first one, I was like, this is not, I was like, what's the secret for sure. So that's where I started my probably 2017, 2018. I started my research, my, my uh, YouTube barbecue school. Research. Did you think that you were going to go down this path or, or what no. was your, what was your goal before then? What did you think you, you're going to be a pilot, like a commercial pilot or. So yeah, I was going for it. I knew I had just had to build hours. I needed to have at least a thousand hours. And so that's kind of why I was flying around, flying friends around like, Hey, like I'll, I'll fly you here if you just help me pay for gas, something like that, you know, being broke kid out there in Austin, um, doing whatever I can to get these hours in. And I was like, oh, I'll take you to the barbecue spot, whatever, just help pay for gas. But no, so 2018, actually, my first thing I did on my own, I opened up a food truck back here in Johnson City. I moved back for just about a little under a year. I got one of my buddies that still lived in here in East Tennessee, and we opened up a Philly cheesesteak food truck. Okay. And so it was actually my very first job back in 2006. I worked, my old soccer coach opened up Alley Cat, the Philly cheesesteak spot. It was actually a brick and mortar. So I worked there from when I was like 14 uh, to 18. And then it closed down in 2015. It was like, it's like a super famous, well-known place here uh, in, in Johnson City. And so that closed down in 2015. And in 2018, I was like, man, like this, I would love to be able to do this. And so I had the idea, went back to my old soccer coach. I was like, hey, can I like buy the name from you? I was like, I already know how to make everything. I don't necessarily need any like the recipes. And so he thought that was a really cool idea. So he uh, let me get the name and everything. And so I moved back here for a little under a year and built a team and had Alley Cat going. And so did that and then moved back 2019 back to Austin and started working back on the lake. 
And then I started the official barbecue career when Corona hit because the lake shut down, everything shut down. So I actually, at that point, all like, you know, airlines and stuff was like kind of going under. Yeah. Everyone's getting kind of getting laid off in the airlines. And so I sold the plane. I was actually, so when I bought in, I was, I bought in, I was the fourth member of this airplane. It was a little four seater Piper airplane. And then over the years we ended up, I ended up buying, you know, everybody out. So it was just me. And then I ended up selling that plane in Corona time, 2020, and then used that money to buy my first barbecue trailer. And it was like a little 20 foot trailer had like a five by six foot, like enclosed spot. And then a 250 gallon offset smoker on the front. Was that from primitive? Was your first one? No, no, no. I found it off of this. Uh, it was actually, it was, it was built by this guy. Yeah. This, this random guy who lived out in like, uh, burn it or something like that okay um, it was like an hour or so away i found it on facebook marketplace and just went out there and, and got that from him and it was nothing yeah it was nothing special nothing special at all the firebox was like this big <laughs> it was tiny and i was like <laughs> why can i control these temperatures <laughs> but yeah i ended up you know figuring get kind of figuring it out and just setting up i was setting up right outside of my house on uh basically right outside the neighborhood i actually went and printed off like 500 flyers for my first barbecue setup and just door to door just went in and passed them out to everybody and had like a little menu on there and the time that I was going to set up it was like three days from whenever I passed everything out had a lot of people I sold out you know sold out first time it was right there in the neighborhood it was like a pretty pretty big you know pretty bigger neighborhood a lot of people walk around and everything all the time so uh, it, it worked out perfectly for the first couple times until the HOA was like, no. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it got, it got the word out. And so was it called Project Barbecue at the beginning? It was because it was my next project. I was just okay. like, well, what am I doing? I was like, oh, I'll just Project Barbecue, whatever. <laughs> and, and then it just stuck. But yeah, so started doing it in the neighborhood and then basically got kicked out of the neighborhood. HOA is like, no. And they didn't even want me to keep my smoker in my own driveway. Like it was in my driveway, but the HOA was like, nah, dude, like you can't keep that here. Like the way it looks, they just don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? HOAs like, are weird sometimes. Really weird. No, it really is. But then I found a, a spot. It was like, a, now I think they opened it up, but it was just a building that had been closed down, like overrun grass all over the place. It was right next to a gas station, like quarter mile from my house, like where I was setting up already. And so I set up, I, I called that person, found out who owned it. And called them. I was like, hey, I'll clean up this whole area. I'll mow. I'll do whatever and clean it up. If you just let me use this park. It was a perfect little parking spot. It was like it was like a U shape almost. So I just set up right at the top of the U. Oh, so perfect. Just pull right through and then pull out. Super easy. So I started setting up there. From there, I had – so at that time, all the bars were like starting to open back up. But you had to have food. Like you had to have like – offset food sales with alcohol sales or uh, something weird like that. I remember something so, like that, yeah. Yeah, and so um one of the owners or managers of Little Woodrow's. It's like a it's a bar uh, out there in Austin. I think there's a few a handful of them actually in Austin. Um but he came and got food and he's like, "Hey man, like do you just want to stay here or would you be inter interested in setting up at a bar?" And I was like, dude, I'm open to anything. I was like, how much are you going to charge me though? And he's like, I'm not going to charge you anything. He's like, you just come over here whenever you want. And so I went and checked it out and it's huge. It was a huge, like cool indoor, like big garage door opens oh, up. Perfect. Like, probably seating for 200 people outside. There's games, everything, big TVs everywhere. So I just pulled in my trailer and I set up Thursday to Monday. Um, every week just doing it by myself for a while and then from there actually this is kind of where my it kind of like moved me up a little bit 
the owner of this little underground bar named Sam's Town Point. Okay. It's like a music, it's like a, a music, like an underground music spot where tons of like famous musicians come and it's like a bar, but it's like super underground. Um, he invited me to come set up there for one of their events. And so I went and set up there and the people there were like, so like gracious for me being there. It was different than Little Woodrow's. Little Woodrow's was more of just like, I don't know, like a bar. And it was like, yeah. they had a pizza spot actually that was like attached to it as well. So it was like, they had pizza, then like my little raggedy barbecue shop. I had no signs. I was literally just like out there chilling in a chair, like out in front of it. Like, all right, this is, uh, I maybe, you know, made like, brought in like a thousand dollars, like Thursday to Monday, you know what I mean? And so it was just me and I was like having fun doing it. Yeah. And then so Samsung Point, I went over there and just crushed it, you know, did what I would do in four days in, in three hours. Oh, and that's cool. that was the only food. And it was like secluded back in this, like, it's almost like a private property. It's kind of a weird setup. I went there and I was like, Ooh, this is kind of weird. Uh, there's like little, everyone that worked there basically like lived there. So there's like a whole bunch of little houses along the property. I was like, I don't know about this. Like but, a cult thing. <laughs> yeah, it really was, but it was, it had, the people were so nice. It was yeah. like, I got to try this out. And so I went and everybody was just like coming up and just thanking me for being there. And it was super, super cool. And so I ended up just making that like, my my new spot and so i did that for probably like five six months just right there and then i met a guy named scott fogel yeah. who was just there listening to music he got some of my food and he's like bro he's like where where'd you learn this and he's like what's what's he's like how are you running this this pit and that's who told me he's like dude you're fight i was like dude i'm having trouble honestly like keeping it up to temp and he's like no shit. He's like, look at your firebox. <laughs> and it was just a tiny little firebox. I just had to shove it full of wood. And he's like, your firebox is so small, man. He's like, he's like, I'm impressed, honestly, like that you're doing this, like with this setup. Yeah. So it's crazy. So this guy, I had no clue who he was at the time. He just came up and he's like, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm the, I'm the pit master over here at Alice's restaurant at Treaty Oak. And I was kind of just like, yeah, sure. But like, I got, you know, I didn't know. I was like, oh, cool. Like, and then I came back and he was there again. He gave me his number. He's like, anytime you want to come over, like, check us out, man. Just like, just reach out. Oh. And so I kept, you know, kept doing my thing for a little bit and people were loving it. So in the meantime, I was like, kind of talking to some people back here, like, hey, how do you think like a, a Texas style barbecue spot would do, you know, back home? Talk to, you know, I was like, well, if I do this, like, I want, you know, I want someone to come in, kind of do it with me to help. And so I convinced my dad and my brother-in-law in the meantime to, to join forces basically my dad was like semi basically retired he was like working at like golf courses doing like the green stuff and my brother-in-law was working uh he did had like a, his own lawn mowing service and and worked for aramark which is like a you know delivering towels yeah. and stuff like that to restaurants so i i eventually it took it took at least a month or two of like my dad was on board but steve uh my brother-in-law who's married to my sister they have a couple kids so he was like eh, you know I don't know about this. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to quit everything I'm doing and trust you to do this <laughs> Texas style barbecue, yeah, you know, in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> and so finally got them on board. And so I reached out to Scott and I was like, dude, I, I honestly, I'm a YouTube barbecuer, essentially. Like I put in hours and hours all night long, all day long, like looking up everything. I did the whole Franklin. I did anything I could find on it. Yeah. So um, convinced them to come and then I reached out to Scott and then I told him my whole I actually reached out to Scott I reached out to Valentina's I reached out to just like a handful of barbecue places that was just like hey 
this is what I'm doing. I fell in love with Texas barbecue. I'm moving back to Johnson City, Tennessee, far away from here. Um, could I come and like just work for free for, you know, for, and I reached, I literally just copy and pasted this message, basically the, you know, like five places. Valentina's got back to me. Um, and then I texted Scott and told him the same thing. He's like, oh, bro, come out here whenever you want. Um, so Scott was definitely the, you know, the one that was like super open oh, with that's me. Nice to hear. But yeah, so I went over to Valentina's uh, and he wasn't like, he wasn't trying to like really do that. He was like, oh, you can come check stuff out and I'll talk with you and maybe give you some like some pointers or something, lead you in the right way. So did that, talked with him. And that's about as far as that went at Valentina's. And then Scott was like, dude, come out here whenever. And so I was like, okay, when, when do you guys get there? He's like 5 a.m. I was like, all right, I'll be there tomorrow at 5 a.m. And so I just was there and I, and I told him, you know, I'm planning on going back in a month. I already had my plan like to leave. And so I was just upfront with him. I was like, dude, like I, I, I do want to learn, you know what I mean? But I was like, I'll do it for free. I'll help wherever you put me. First week I went in there and the first day they put me on like brisket trimming and I'm in there with Elias, Vidal, you know, with uh, what's his name's brother. Yeah. My mind is just so blank whenever I try to think of names. <laughs> That's uh, okay. Same Miguel. With so Miguel's brother, Elias. Yeah. So he was not the, he kind of was like the pit master, but Scott was like the pit master mm -hmm. at that time. So I was in there with them, you know, trimming briskets, looking at the way they do everything. And I was like, dang, like, I'm, I'm already doing this. Like I was doing this before I even knew I was doing it the right way. And so I knew I was on the right track. I stayed over there and, and just helped them for a couple of weeks, went to a couple of big, like they had, they always have big events where all the different barbecue guys come in and they cook up little small plates and stuff yeah. like that. So I went to a couple of those just as like a, a customer, basically, you know, I wasn't like helping with those or anything just to check everything out and see all the different, mm -hmm. you know, different stuff that everyone was doing. And I just completely fell in love. And what a cool and property was, too. Oh my gosh. That that's like my goal. I would love to open up something like that here. In, yeah, in Tennessee. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so me and Elias, like he was super, like super open and just super down to earth guy. And so we, we hit it off. He would answer anything and everything that I asked him. And we're still friends to this day. We, you know, kind of kick back, hit each other up on online occasionally if I ever have any questions or anything. Is he yeah, running sure. things now that Alice is? Yeah, yeah, he's running everything over there. Okay. I'm just absolutely crushing it. Like he deserves everything that he's getting. But yeah, super, super down to earth guy. Shout out to Elias. But yeah, and so after I put in a little bit of time there, I don't know if somebody told me. So at that point, I was looking for a smoker. I knew I had to bring a smoker back to Tennessee. Like they don't have these here. You know what I mean? Like there's tons of barbecue, but they don't have this style smoker. So I don't know if somebody like reached out to me and was like, Hey, like there's this 575 gallon pit. Um, it was Harper. It was actually he Philip Helberg's old pit. Oh, really? 575 gallon, which I still have to this day. It was in a cage covered. Um, it was our first pit. So I ended up getting that. And it's funny because the guy who owned it, his name is Mark Gabrick which is Gabrick barbecue sauces. It's like all over H-E-B now. Like he's, yeah, yeah. he's like pretty popular now. And so I bought the smoker off of Mark. Who so was Mark just bought, got it from Helberg? From Helberg, yeah. Okay. I think they moved up to like 1,000 gallons or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so Mark was using that, I guess, like smoke his sauces. And then he ended up getting like a Moberg or something and selling me the Harper pit. And so I got that like a week before moving out here to Tennessee. And oh, we I didn't know that. Back. Um, loaded it down with as much post oak wood that we could. And uh, what are you planning on opening a brick and mortar here? There in I wasn't okay. I wasn't. We were just so I'm we moved back here or I came back here. And actually, before I even 
moved here, I had everything planned out though. I had, so I bought that smoker. My brother-in-law and my dad were going to come drive out to Austin, help me bring all my stuff, trailer the smoker back and all that. And I found a huge, like 32 foot long food trailer in South Carolina. And so I wrote him, probably paid him like a deposit when I was still in Austin. I was like, Hey, give me two weeks. I'm going to be there pick this thing up. And so sure enough, uh, we can get back, get everything sorted out. I go, me and my dad go to, to South Carolina and pick up this trailer. And within a month where we're open, we're open and running. And I think it was like, and where was, where were you at? So, yeah. So I was in a parking lot of, uh, so before reverse, yeah. before I, uh, like I said, I had everything planned out. So I was like, okay, where am I going to set up? Where am I going to do this? And so one of my other buddies who I met through Alley Cat, the first food truck, him and his son used to come in and get fillies and wings and stuff all the time. And they just fell in love with it. And so I made a relationship with, with Jeff Bedard, who owns Crown Labs, Crown Laboratories, huge, like, you know, okay. Fortune 500 company over here. <laughs> and uh, I reached out to him, who's a big foodie. And I was like, hey, like, should I bring this back? You know, and he, he'd always comment in all my pictures early on on Project Barbecue when I was in Austin, like, dang, like, I wish we had brisket. I wish you had that over here. And I was like, well, maybe I can. Yeah, soon enough. <laughs> you want to help me out with like finding a spot in Johnson City. And he owns, you know, property all over the place. And one of his offices that he had just bought was a big bank, which is right on the main North Rhone Street, right next to the mall, literally like the place to be at. And so he let me set up in his parking lot for free for the first year. And so we just moved in there and immediately just crushed it. They had like, you know, they probably have a hundred and something employees in that office right there. And we're right off the main road. So it was just like instant, like people were, were on it. So super fortunate that it worked out like that. And shout out to Jeff Bedard from labs. He helped. That's nice. That's so nice. Yeah. And if if anybody's wondering that sneezing, was that your, that was your dog, right? Yeah. My dog's down here. Just, <laughs> he's like dreaming or something. Yeah, <laughs> That's cool. So from there, were you still in the back of your mind thinking I want to do a brick and mortar for this, or was I was not like, even really? It happened so fast. It seems like it. So we were open there. We were literally open there from March 2021 to March of 2022, and we were just selling out. Like we we bought it like a 16 by 10 foot shed that we put right outside. Had electricity. Put electricity in it had fridges, a freezer, a whole bunch of stuff in there for storage. We were just running out of space. Like we had no place to put stuff. And on top of that, the city was awful. Like they were not about, they're like, what is this big propane tank in the parking lot? It's too close to a tree. (laughs) We had to cut down trees in the, and you know, in Jeff's part in bank, you know, a big bank parking lot that I was like, why? I was like, this is not going to catch on fire. Like uh, it was just ridiculous. And they let us like one person in the city let us put a porter potty out there and then someone else called like oh no porter potty so we had to walk like you know like a quarter mile just to go to the bathroom if we had to go <laughs> and so it was just like and the funny thing is, is we set up behind so we were in the bank parking lot but it was behind smoky bones which is like a you know barbecue yeah, yeah. place a and rib, so, more like a rib place or something. yeah kind yeah, of like yeah. and so for a while all my guys would like go into Smoky Bones to use the bathroom. <laughs> and they'd act like they were just like going to get a table, but then they'd like skirt off to the, to the bathroom and then walk back across the parking lot to go to the barbecue trailer or whatever. Did they, people from Smoky Bones, ever come over to you guys and say, hey, what are you doing? No, no, they didn't because it was on private property. It was in the bank parking lot, but it was like, 
right behind oh, the gotcha. okay. too. So it wasn't Smoky Moon's property, but um, yeah, that was like the closest thing to us. And then, so we were there for a year running out of space, selling out of food. So we were looking around just to see you know, what, what all made sense. And we were terrified, you know, to sign like an actual, yeah, it's a big deal coming from a free spot. We're like, well, I mean, this is working. Like, why not keep doing this? And then, but we, it was just, it's cold here in the winter. And actually we, to get our water, we got it from the bank, but we had to, we had six 50 foot water hoses that we had to tie together and string up to the bank parking lot to get water. And so in, in the winter, I mean, it just freezes, everything, yeah. freezes, tank freezes, water. It was miserable. And so we were just running into so many. And for people that don't know, like I, when I wrote you last night, it was, uh, you're on the Eastern part of Tennessee. So you're in eastern time like you're yeah. nashville is on central time but yeah yeah so we're on we're on eastern over here yeah because like you're closer when i was looking at the map like closer to like rally and greensboro. Oh, yeah. like you're three hours from greensboro which i used to fly into greensboro a lot for business yep. and so okay so yeah yeah we're 50 minutes from asheville north carolina too it's like beautiful drive right yeah the which is so it's it's amazing little drive over that's there. Where, like uh, Elliot Moss used. I don't, I don't know if Elliot's opening back up in, in Nashville, but he uh, you know I've Buxton heard. Buxton Buxton Hall Buxton, was. Oh yeah, but that was he Did left that. No, I think they still have. Uh, there they he left. So okay. it was yeah. It's a it was like a bucket list place for me. I don't maybe I don't know how it is now, but uh, he's opening his own place with his I think his wife. I think he was in Nashville before. I'm not positive, but I've always heard like there's a lot of artists in nashville i mean in Asheville, okay. there's like pottery people there's a lot of really good it's very austin like Asheville is like a small austin vibe honestly that's what i've heard yeah that's real that's yeah. rad okay i didn't really i didn't realize like that part of the country that's interesting how close you are to that yeah. so okay so it gets really cold so then it made sense you had to find a brick and mortar yeah so we found it's funny how it happened too there's a spot that during corona it closed for probably like six months and i'd always drive by it was like a standalone restaurant small it's only like 1600 square feet um huge parking lot all the way around though and i knew by how we were in the food truck we needed parking spots just because we had a huge bank parking lot but that would get filled up basically like we were it was pretty good and so we looked at a lot of places that were like attached to other places you know what i mean that was like a shopping mall type place but the parking situation and like we knew that we had one smoker but like hey we're gonna have to have another smoker so like we were asking the the landlord and everything like hey we're, we're gonna have to put smokers out here like in the parking lot somewhere or somewhere and they were just like eh, no i don't know about that like what, yeah. what what's it, you know what's a big propane tank smoker like no one even knew what that really was and so i was like okay we just gotta find our own spot and so there's a spot only like five minutes from my house that i would drive by that closed down for corona but they opened back up and there was like one car in the parking lot at all time. Like it was super slow. And so I just went by there a handful of times and I was like, Hey, this is my name. Yada, yada, yada. I don't know your situation, but I would love to, to, you know, take over the spot. Like, I'm not trying to be, you know, like a dick or anything. Um, but if you ever want out of the spot, I would love, you know, to take over the spot. And he was like, Oh no, no, no. And then I, I was like, okay, well take my number. Within two months, probably a month, he called me. He was like, hey, is this Alex? Did you come by, like, checking out my spot and interested in it? And I was like, oh, yeah. So he was like, I think um, I think I, I would be willing to, to, you know, to lease it out to you. And so, yeah, we worked out a deal. And probably within a few months, we were we were up and up and going in there. And is it that multicolored building? Yeah, it's like green and red. Yeah, it's... it's what, kind what, of, what was it before? Italian or something? It was so... 
prior to what it was whenever we took over, it actually used to be probably the most famous barbecue spot in Johnson City. It was called Dixie Barbecue. Okay. So it was that. But before that, it was a place called like Route 36 Grill. It was like burgers and fries. Okay. Uh, stuff like that. Prior to that, it was Dixie Barbecue for like 10 years or so, which I never went to because I didn't even care about bar. I pulled pork. I've never been like a, a pulled pork fan or anything. Yeah. So really, I never even ate barbecue before I left to go to Texas. Like, honestly, wow. like if I went to like a barbecue spot or something like that. Then it was this place called Firehouse, which is not even, I don't even know how it's considered barbecue. I guess they sell pulled pork, but I would get like chicken fingers. You know what I mean? I would, it was never. <laughs> it was Isn't never. That funny how your life is so much different than it was. Yeah. When you were yeah but but like, when did you guys physically open? When did you guys open this physical location? What? We opened like middle to end of March. So we went in there. We got the spot. Of this uh, year. March of 2021. Oh, 2021. Oh, this is all, all the way back. Oh, then. sorry. Okay. No, no. March. So we opened the trailer March of 2021. March of 2022. Okay. We opened up in the restaurant. We built like we had to we had to do a lot, a lot in there. Um, you know, we poured a big pad outside for tables, put like a big awning and put a bar in there. It, this place was like slapped together. Like the counter that they had before it was like <laughs> they had like four different counters that they just like put together as like, different sizes and everything it was just all over the place so we actually got a bar built um, not a full bar just you know a bar of beer we got like six taps so we got that built and then added in a back door there was only one door one way in one way out and we knew that it was going to be like jam so we yeah. ended up building a back door in there and then yeah opening up mid to end of march do you have counter service there or is it like do you order then so you order right when you walk in and then we give you a number to put at your table okay. and then we have runners that just bring out the food but it's it's super fast it's, it's really probably just about as fast as line service honestly like nice that's cool super super quick we have a good our kitchen setup is like it's legit we got it we got it very efficient. What's your menu there and what days are you open? We're open right now, Thursday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. I mean, we got all the stuff. We've, we started off um, at the food truck trying to be Texas style, like just doing the meats by the half pound and then like, you know, the sides kind of all the cart. People are like, what do you mean? I can't just get like a platter. Like, and I'm just like, I mean, you can, you just got to like, Make, make it yourself it, yeah. get a half pound of this and a couple small size and there's your platter but yeah. it was it was so hard to I understand that people. i've heard that a thousand times <laughs> yeah and so i was like you know what um we're just make up little platters as time went on we just kind of piecing together like like platters and stuff like that and different sandwiches and um, but at the new spot we're going to do it's going to be meats and saw everything a la carte okay. and we'll still have like some of our we've got like a few sandwiches called like the schmack and cheese where it's like Basically, Texas toast, buttered, rosemary, garlic, butter, everything toasted, and then a you know a scoop of our smoked mac and cheese, and then whatever protein you want. So it's like a big mac and cheese sandwich, and then that's cool. we got a couple specialty burgers and stuff like that that we'll keep on the menu. But we're definitely gonna like simplify it, mm -hmm. and we're not gonna have all the platters, all the double meat, three meat, all that. It's just gonna be like meat by the half pound, quarter pound, whatever. And then sides, small, medium, large, and kind of make it a little simpler. Because you're making scratch-made sausage, right? We were. So oh, okay, you were. Okay. We were doing that, and then we started selling so many burgers that we couldn't do burg uh, make our burgers with our brisket trim and sausage. So yeah, we spent tons of money on all the sausage, on all that stuff, and did it for a few months. And I loved it, but the burgers are so much easier <laughs> and make 
I mean, it's just so it's just so much easier. And, and people, people are ordering them like crazy, right? Yeah, and we found uh, a brand of sausage from our food service that is honestly like it's unreal. It's so good. Just a cheddar jalapeno and then like a beef, just like a regular beef sausage. That works. And yeah, it's so good. Like honestly, we have a lot of people. And I'll eat sauce. Like that's like my snack, really. I'll just like you know slice sausage and eat that more than I'll eat anything else right now. But yeah, it's it's so good. Honestly, are people lining up? before you open it was more so before um but i think now people know that we don't we don't sell out until later on in the day and so people now we'll have you know a handful of people but people know now they don't 11 to 12 the people that come back they don't come at that time because it, it is busy but they'll come late they know that they got one or two, or two. Yeah, yeah yeah so they kind of waited off all the regular customers they know now like okay we don't have to be first in line we can still get burn ends we can still get everything um especially now with this new uh rotisserie that we got from m&m we are we are we can so is the m&m at the the original location it is so the so we got big blue right before we opened we got big blue the big 1000 m&m uh in march of 2022 so we were running the 570 for the harper pit and uh the m&m and we were running those and we would still sell out. So we would, we were selling out, not early or anything, but we were getting tons of complaints. People were like 7 to 8 p.m. Oh, why, why would you sell out? How does the place sell out? Like, that doesn't make any what sense. What kind of business are you running? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all, and we still to this day, people, they, yeah. we still get it. It's just not a, yeah. it's not a thing. And also, whenever we had the line, whenever we had the line, it actually made people leave. People were like, why would there be a line? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, people are like, we don't want to wait in a line. And they probably all, they think you're idiots. You can't serve fast enough, not realizing yeah. it's just popular. Like, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Weird. And they were mad. I mean, people are mad about, oh, you got to, why would you got to order before you sit down? It's just, it's always something, you know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's, but everyone's, everyone's a little bent out of shape in general these days. It yeah. seems like the last couple few years. Well, so then, so then you got, so you had two pits there and then now you've added a thousand. So just years. a month ago, we got the, we got, I the thought base. that was for your new place. Okay. That's for this place. So it is, we got it for the new place, but we have like a smoke, we got like a covered, place that we have all the smokers under okay. and so we're going to continue smoking we're probably bringing the harper pit over to the new spot because it's covered in itself and so we can be out there for smoking the burgers the beans the queso um, ribs for that day sausage all that stuff um, but the majority of i mean all the briskets all the pork butts all that stuff will still be cooked at the original location okay. and then we'll just transfer it over in the morning the morning of where is the second location the second location it's only about 12 to 15 minutes away from our other spot, but it's like whole different side of town, like a whole different, it's off of the, actually the road that goes to Asheville. Okay. So there's tons of traffic over there. Um, really easy to get to right off of an exit. We're the only restaurant, literally the only restaurant out there, okay. which is kind of scary, but it sounds like there's a buzz. Like, like I saw news reports on online. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I think, I think it'll excited. be, I think it'll be really good. So yeah, we'll be, we'll be kind of, it's like I said, it's kind of out in the middle of like, not a lot, but it's also only 10 minutes outside of town. Yeah. You know I mean, when you're out there, you feel like, whoa, like this is out here. You kind of see all the mountains and everything. Which is cool. Around. Yeah, it's awesome. It gives me a good little barbecue vibe. And we, and it's just so much more space. So we got that spot really because more space and also behind of it. We've got like a 2,000 square foot, three bay garage, door, like three bay door garage 
that is just wide open that we're going to build racks in there and have like dry storage. We might build like walk-in fridges and stuff in there. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Cause our problem right now, we're just, our, our space in there, like I said, it's only like 1500 square feet yeah. and our, our walk-in is ridiculous. Like we have to order stuff on certain days just so we can fit it in there. Like, okay, well we know we're going to be trimming, you know, all these briskets and stuff on Monday, Tuesday. So we'll get the delivery for Tuesday so we can fit this in there. And it's just like, logistically, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're spending so much time every week trying to reorganize all of our storage spaces and figure out what all we need. Um, so it's, it's, it's just been like a headache. Wow. Um, so I, hopefully this will kind of open stuff up and catering has been really big for us lately. So um, we just need to be able to like organize everything. Um, so we're not just like killing ourselves over stuff that, could be you know, and is there, are you doing to go business too from this place oh yeah we have actually have a drive-through window at our at our spot that we're at now you and do? so we only use it for like call-in pre-orders i mean if some like old person or something rolls through and is like i can't walk good or something <laughs> like that then we'll be like okay what do you want we'll serve it right there out the window yeah mostly that's for like call-in pickups and it's super popular especially whenever if it's like raining or something then yeah i mean it's our call-ins are okay. It's a big part of the business for sure. And so that'll also, that'll help with the new location. Yeah. Well, we don't have a drive-through at the new location. No, but it'll help like offset. Cause like, Oh yeah. yeah storing sure. yeah, to go stuff, storing Definitely. all those. And we can order and... bulk, all of our seasoning, yeah. different stuff um, to where we can have it. And it's all organized in that big garage. So it's not like ordering like, Oh, well we can only fit, fit you know, one thing of pepper right here for now what you know what i mean so it's like every week we're having to reorder all yeah, it'll help food costs so it'll help your food costs yeah, everything for sure when is this new place opening we're one i said middle of september but i think we're just gonna go for october first like beginning of october i think that's, that's, not, that's not far off that's great it's not far off and we just still have to we, the day we get in there our ac breaks our ac went out because it, it was a huge storm. I think it got struck by lightning. And so luckily the landlord, they they covered it. But we so we get in there to start setting stuff up and it's like 100 degrees in there. And we're just like, okay, this is not working. Like <laughs> the AC is broke. Um, so it's, it's just been kind of one thing after another. Um, just little things that we got to get set up. And that'll be set of, up the same way. You'll still order at the counter. And then yep. is it going to be called Project Barbecue too? Or Yeah, Project Barbecue. It'll probably be Project Barbecue South. South. Okay. And then will that be open Thursday through Saturday? We're actually trying to open up that more. So we've been doing wood fired pizza that is blowing up like fast. We got a big old wood fired pizza oven from Italy. And so we'll probably bring that over to the new spot. And we want to do Wednesday, like Wednesday night pizza only, because we'll be there and like prepping, smoking, everything as well. Mm -hmm. So Wednesday night, um, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, barbecue and pizza all day long and then we want to do a sunday brunch oh wow okay so that'll like 10 be 10 to 2 10 to 3 cool so is it fun now oh fun? it's awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm loving it and we're finally it was hard to you know get employees that first year i don't know how people are surviving paying their bills but we find literally just this past two weeks we hired up like seven to ten people probably okay. um so we're finally getting people in and once we get people in and like hired up then they stay you know we've had the same employees legit almost probably like since we opened we had a couple leave to go on to do something else yeah our retention rate is, is really good are you hiring right now that was one of my questions i was gonna ask oh yeah we're always okay. hiring okay always so if hiring. someone's watching this then they might we'd love to get somebody in that um that actually knows a little bit of what they're doing um right now that like i said it's just so different from from anything else that's around here so people don't 
really understand like what do you mean you you show up at, at 2 a.m and and cook meats all day like yeah, well, like, no sense. <laughs> like yeah and so it's just a little bit of a learning curve so and it's just you know no i mean i hate to say i'm sure there's somebody around that knows what they're doing but we haven't found anybody we had to train up everybody on every single thing as far as what even uh you know what dry wood even is you know what i mean yeah. um, people didn't even know what it means whenever it's seasoned you know what i mean it's like what do you mean like are you finding post oak out there or no no it's all white oak red oak and uh, we'll use some hickory yeah uh, but we noticed that using white oak and some red oak it's kind of gives off like the same kind of sweet notes and everything as a post oak but yeah we ran out of that post oak we brought back in like a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, no, I know i'd imagine <laughs> what, what's your like what what's your ideal platter that you would like say someone came in and you were putting that, putting something together for them. What would you? Yeah, it would definitely be our right now, which is not going to be at the new spot, but it's our our Andrew Jackson platter. It's a third. It's a twenty dollar uh, platter. It's three meats, two sides, and um, I would definitely go brisket, ribs. So we were doing smoked turkey, of course, and then we stopped a few months ago because the prices. We were just eating it for you know a year basically and now the price of turkey right now is just outrageous so we started doing uh, chicken and literally slicing it smoking it just the same that we would do the turkey and people are loving it like absolutely loving it so i would love to bring back turkey i would have said you know turkey brisket yeah. and ribs but the chicken i mean it, it sounds like just chicken like how good is it but it's honestly really good so yeah. and it's different we make like a, a nice like a broth it's kind of like a we make a sticky Asian sauce. It's, oh, it's cool. like a, so it's like a teriyaki ish kind of sauce that uh, we put on the ribs and we make it like a broth and put the chicken in it to keep it like nice and moist and stuff for, for a while. And I would, so I guess I would say the brisket chicken and ribs are just what I would go with. And do you have sides? You have sides, but do you have desserts too? Oh yeah. And so, yeah, we have a banana pudding and then, so I, we had a bakery, uh, me and uh, my girlfriend and one other baker, we started a, a bakery and then i just had a, a a little baby girl four months ago and so oh, we actually sold out of the bakery but the bakery provides cookies and cupcakes and a whole bunch of other stuff to us as well you're yeah. not industrious at all you're not a busy guy you're not, <laughs> yeah you sound, pretty, you sound pretty lazy oh i had a bakery as well and i uh, <laughs> yeah oh, um, yeah so it, i was really just kind of it, i was helping out a friend uh, this girl that i went to high school with she was just baking out of her house and she would drop off all these cookies and cupcakes and stuff to the restaurant for me to try and i was like wow these are i'm not, I'm not a big sweet person honestly yeah, i don't yeah. i don't Same eat a bunch me. of that um but i loved everything and so i was like dang like why don't you just start doing this for us like we'll order like 60 of these every you know for every day or every week whatever and so we started doing that and then she was doing it out of her house though and didn't have like had no commercial oven anything like that and so after like a few months of doing that one of my buddies uh bought an old property that uh was used as it was a pizza shop but next door it was like what they used to make their dough essentially like a little bakery yeah. and uh so i went and checked that out and ended up joining forces with the baker girl i was like hey i'll i'll get this spot for us so yeah. we can actually do it legit now and so we started doing that and we started baking a whole bunch of bread and stuff for some sandwich shops around town and then all the cookies and stuff for, for project barbecue. And so that it, it was, it was going well, it was just too much with open. So up she still has, box. so she still has, that. she still does it. Yeah. She yeah. still has it. Yeah. But do you guys use bread from her or do you? No, no, we use the Martin's rolls. Okay. Um, yeah. So we order the Martin's rolls. Um, we, that was, that was the goal eventually to, for her to make all of our buns and bread and stuff. But we, 
we needed to start making money to pay for everything. And so we were just like, okay, well we can yeah. make, you know, white bread, wheat bread way easier than trying to figure out this, this potato bun right now. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we never got to make the bread for us, but that was on the list. It just didn't never ended up working yeah. out. This is awesome because this is a, such a great option for that area. And it's, it's obviously an area that needs what you have and there isn't anything <laughs> really close at all yeah. like <laughs> at all really and so this is yeah this is this has been awesome what's what are all the different ways that people can get a hold of you like social media wise and all that yeah so we're social media we are on just facebook and instagram project bbqjc yeah then email we have a website project bbqjc.com and that's where all of our you know you can go apply there you can fill out a catering request yeah. there you can see our menu we have like our our little story everything on there about how it came about um, yeah, you see, you find some information and stuff online. That's awesome. Well, this is this has been great, Alex. Like, I can't wait. Yeah, I honestly, great. cannot wait till I'm able to actually travel and visit because, and I, you know, both both places will be open. This is really really cool, and I it's it's nice too because it's like this is the early days. Even though you've been through so much, it's this is the early days of this. So it'll be nice for you to look back and see your mindset. You know, five years. From sure. now. It's, it really is crazy how it's all how it's all worked out. Just like pretty organically i feel like it's yeah. just uh like i said when we moved in, we had and honestly it's funny that we're opening up number two because whenever we moved in just a year ago basically a year and a half ago into the brick and mortar i was like dude i was looking at a hurtado and everything i was like i can't imagine opening up a second location like this is just nonsense like how in the world does anybody do it and then you know in one year here we are we're, yeah, we're already ready to try to open up number two so it's, it really is just crazy how how it all works out you're awesome. the man kevin i appreciate right. you brother i appreciate you too i'll see you yeah and i hope to see you soon hope you see you over the the fall and uh yeah good luck with everything definitely for sure